brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. It is definitely time for more suds. Welcome to the suds episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I'm one of your hosts here at the table, good old boy Mike. And joining me here at the table is good old boy Dave. Hey, baby. And good old gal Juliana. Hiya. Our sud segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer, and today it's all about love. (laughs) Uh, We're going to uh, discuss uh, several beers involving raspberry, but up first, Dave is going to get the honors of going over our suds ratings for today. We'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them using the suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Five, or... (laughs) Uh, <sighs> negative, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Take two. Thank you. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a butt. Much better. <laughs> two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. And five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Excellent, Dave. Let me turn on the mood music here to talk about our episode for today. Take it off. That's right, baby. Take it off. Because today's beer episode is all about love and one beer style. We've picked one type of beer to talk about today, and this one is going to be beers with raspberries and all about some loving. I want you to wait. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to feel no clothes. I don't want to see no panties. <laughs> then I'll put my pants back on. That was my dear. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. So today, uh, the beers we're going to talk about uh, all have some form of raspberries in them and berry white. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the beers we're going to discuss today are uh, Founders uh, Rubius. Founders Backstage Series number 11, Big Luscious, New Holland's Dragon's Milk with Raspberry, Dark Horse Raspberry, Rodenbach Caricature, uh, Rogue, Funkworks Raspberry Provincial, Firesong Walker's Breda Rosé, and rounding out this group is Brew Rebellion, John Paul Jones, Stout White Chocolate Raspberry, and Partridge in a Pear Tree. (laughs) Could you come up with a longer name? And a hint of mint. With the little whipped cream. <laughs> uh, really great beers that we have to uh, go through today. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to our discussion uh, about all these beers. 
so we have a lot of beer to talk about so we're actually gonna get right to it uh so all of these beers uh we've tasted them and we're gonna be rating them with our suds ratings each of our hosts are gonna go around and pick their top three and rating them with their suds ratings and we're gonna slip in some loving along the way any volunteers to go first here for the beer or for the loving <laughs> dave uh i would say that uh you're uh, you're up first then all right i'll go first fine so um my uh number three uh which is easily number one on a lot of lists is the funk works uh raspberry provincial huh wow how about that um great choice so we uh we first had this beer uh great american beer festival and everybody was blown away by it um it's just a very clean very light um light beer uh kind of funky um hence the name funk works but uh i I, it's it's a very easy beer to drink um the raspberry really comes out in it and um i thought it was uh just an outstanding beer uh i gave it a four wow how about that a four a body should really not make that sound well it definitely picked something with raspberry right from the get-go, which is good, Dave, since it's a raspberry theme show. That's right. So uh, a couple of things about uh, this beer. So as we're going through these, I'm going to introduce these beers, if I can find them here in our stack. Um, so you guys help me out with the page number two while I'm uh, fumbling around like an idiot. <clears throat> it is uh, Funkworks uh, Raspberry Provincial. Uh, this is actually declared a Berliner Weiss. Uh, this is made by Funkworks out of Fort Collins, Colorado. The ABV on this beer is 4.2%. So what else was in your lineup there, Dave? So the uh, the second beer uh, that I picked was um, the Firestone Walker uh, Brett, Brett Rosé. Cool. It's a American Wild. Yep. So uh, this beer is uh, part of the... Um, barrel work series from firestone walker um the only thing that uh, i find really difficult uh, with this beer is you know it's they only ship it in a 375 mm-hmm. um so uh even the beer we had today firestone walker bread rose from firestone walker is made in paso robles california the abv on this is 5.3 percent dave what were some of your tasting notes on this well it starts with uh with the aroma it's uh it's just very fruity and very vibrant and it invites you in and makes you want to take a taste of it it's very crisp uh acidic but it's very refreshing um very tart uh and it finishes a little bit with um <laughs> a pucker a little bit of pucker yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely of the beers we tried today. This is what I would say the most uh, the most sour. Huh? Interesting. And <clears throat> I gave this beer a four as well. Four as well. Uh, How about that, uh, I probably should really not make that sound. Well, uh, some two really great choices right out of the get go. So, what was your last uh, one in your lineup there, Dave? So the uh, the last one was the Rodenbach caricature rouge hmm wow another great choice um so the rodenbach uh rodenbach makes uh these traditional beers and uh they're well known for their uh flemish uh red 
and this is another beer in the Flemish Red series um, itself. The difference between this beer and some of the other uh, Rodenbach uh, traditional Flemish beer is this has been infused with uh, fresh cherries, raspberries, and cranberries. Mm-hmm. Rodenbach is made from in Belgium and is declared a sour red or brown. The ABV on this is seven point uh, or seven percent. Here's a quick description. Other than uh, it's infused with uh, cherries, raspberries, and cranberries, it's actually uh, um, macerated in oak, and then the beer actually referments in the bottle itself. So this is actually a new beer um, that's hitting the markets right now, at least mm-hmm. in the U.S. And uh, um, I don't know if they're going to make this again. Uh, so this may be a one-off series, uh, but it is very widely available, and you can really find this in uh, quite a few places. So, what are your tasting notes on this beer? Well, it's it's really complex. There's a, there's a lot going on with this beer. I, I think from you know not so much from the malts, but the interplay of the different fruits, um, the barrel, uh, the time it's spent in the barrel, and then just uh, with you know the yeast that they use. So I, I think they they really did a great job with this beer it's a really tart but it's not sour per se um and and i find as it opens up more and more and it warms that there's a a, like a hint of honey sweetness that kind of comes out in the back so um i just find this beer very delicious and very drinkable and um i gave it a five a five how about that Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Well, you know, I think one of the things that uh, I would say about the last beer is you've really got to enjoy, you know, a Flemish, you know, sour. Yeah. Uh, to really enjoy that beer. And I would say that it's a it's a nice um, break from their traditional, you know, uh, Grand Cru uh, style, you know, red Flemish. Um, and, you know, I think for a, a really great brewery like Rodenbach to kind of break out and actually create something um, in a slightly different style than they're, than they're making, that shows you that they're they're looking, you know, to for some innovation, you mm-hmm. know, as well as yeah. some additional products that they can introduce in the marketplace and not be what I would call one hit wonder or one dimensional, you know, type type brewery. So, I really applaud them for uh, kind of stepping out and uh, looking at some additional styles as well. Well, there we have one host in our top three. It's time for some more lemon. <laughs> feel about you and your Flemish sour. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded just like Barry White. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, a really great uh, start there. Juliana, you'll be up next with your top three. So, uh, and is it really just your top three? No, it's not. (laughs) Of course not. She has like top seven (laughs) out of this lineup. Well, why don't you pick a beer to talk about? Okay. So, in third place, I do not have one. I do not have two. Sounds like a beauty contest. I do. You know, in Um, third place, the third runner-up is... Everybody gets a trophy. (laughs) No, in in third place, I have a three-way tie, and and there's a reason behind it, okay? It is... Third place, I have a three-way tie. (laughs) (laughs) What part of that makes any sense whatsoever? Well, you'll understand in a minute. Okay, so the Brewer Rebellion... 
the dragon's milk and the big luscious are um all my top three and i'm rating them um a three Hmm. however that being said the reason why i'm making this a three-way tie is okay we have a lot of lovers of beer of craft beer that listen to us Mm -hmm. as well as the fact that we're big craft beer lovers we wouldn't be here we wouldn't be doing the show otherwise the night what i really enjoyed about these beers is that you're getting a almost a girl version of each of these with the exception of the brew rebellion the thing i liked about the brew rebellion is that it tastes exactly what it says on the label Mm. um which is (laughs) i can can read the description here for everybody yeah go ahead so uh the um this beer is from a brewery called Brew Rebellion. It is declared as an imperial stout. The name of the beer is Brew Rebellion John Paul Jones Stout White Chocolate Raspberry Mint and a Hint of Whipped Cream. <laughs> and a cherry I'm sorry, a little embellishment there. Mm, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so uh, this beer uh, truly has just about everything in it. Um, but you said that the reason why you like this is because it has everything it's declared on the label. Well, exactly. You know, what can be frustrating sometimes is when um, a beer doesn't quite make the mark of what's on the label. Mm. I and forgot it, to mention the ABV is 10.9%. Ooh, oh, yeah. You're yeah. getting down with this, baby. I am. <laughs> Um, and not just because, you know, I'm a fan of John Paul Jones and Led Zeppelin, but the fact that I'm tasting the white chocolate, I'm tasting the raspberry, and I'm tasting a big stout. So it's exactly what I've asked for. It's why I bought, you know, it's why one would buy the bottle, and you're getting exactly what you're paying for. Hmm. So yay to that. Hmm. Okay, number and, two and number three. And your set rating was three. Yeah. Ah, <clears throat> oh, what a relief. Okay. On to... Uh, the dragon third runner-up number three, two three b <laughs> that was three a now we're at three b I'm, I'm gonna enjoy this this is good thank you all right okay so three b is the dragon's milk mm. okay with reserve raspberry. with raspberry so there is a cult following of those that love dragon's milk you know who you are and you know you wait in line for it okay that being said i'm sure there is a a girlfriend in your life, a significant other, a wife. This beer would be her favorite. So for those of you that, you know, the like the big stout, this is nice because it's a little bit sweeter. It's got that raspberry flavor. And for girls that might be kind of scared off of a big fat beer, this one will envelope you and make you feel all happy. Hmm. And your sedge rating for this is a three as well. Exactly. Well, I don't mind chiming in and saying uh, this was absolutely the dead bottom for me. So, a stark contrast, you know. Um, in fact, I actually wrote down this was a bad stout with raspberry. <laughs> oh, wow. I wrote this down. I mean, I'm sorry. My sedge rating actually was two, you know, on this. Um, I don't know. I just felt like the uh, the beer got lost somewhere along the way. Um it was like a, they were so concentrated on how much raspberry to infuse, they forgot to make a really good stout, mm. um, you know, to go with this. And uh, I agree with you. There, uh, Dragon's Milk is a very popular imperial um, imperial stout. So it it's uh, <clears throat> it's definitely something that you want to um, you know always take a look at. Is you know that measure of following that you have, you know. Um, 
at the same time you want to honor what people are looking for and what they enjoy but at the mm-hmm. same time you know if you're going to add something to it make sure it's not taking away from what people were looking there to begin with so sure sure but i think for those that um light the dragon's milk they'll they'll appreciate you know they have to hunt for it a bit but it's there and then the last it's number three part c um (laughs) would be the big luscious the big luscious right which is by founders and founders makes a wonderful wonderful breakfast out that is again a cult following by many um so if you were to take out the coffee and put in the raspberry you would come up with this beer and i think for every guy out there that loves the breakfast stout his significant other would really enjoy the girly version so uh this beer is made by founders brewing company it's uh, the correct name is founders backstage series number 11 big luscious it is declared an imperial stout the abv on this is 7.8 percent And the brewer's description is, Big Luscious is a deep, rich stout that's packed with flavor, roasted malts, all-natural dark chocolate, a subtle suggestion of burnt coffee grounds, Mm. and a kiss of tart raspberry. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people were speculating that this is actually a blended beer of Rubius and the breakfast stout, or uh, Founders makes several stouts. Yeah. Um, So... A lot of people were speculating that this is really just a blended beer, that they actually don't make it, you know, Mm -hmm. straight up like this um, in one batch. But uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Is that is that really the case here? Do you feel this is something blended or something that people actually just make? I think this might be something that they make because I've tasted the the uh, breakfast stout before, and it's very coffee forward. I don't taste any coffee roastiness in it. Now, granted, there's a lot of raspberry, but I think that the sharpness of the coffee would still be there. Hmm. And I don't taste that at all. I mean, maybe that's just me. I've also tasted the Roubaix um, right after tasting the Big Luscious, and the raspberry flavor is slightly different. Hmm. So there's that. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. I love the way you yeah. described it. Is uh, his and hers version of the way of you know enjoying these beers as well. That uh, you know, the guys are, are definitely going to like breakfast out, and they may not like the raspberry, but you know, definitely having you know both these alongside each other. Um, so I wanted to chime in uh, about about this one um, in just a second. So you keep going with your uh, your number two pick. Okay. Is there just one number two? Yeah. There's, there's only a couple of beers left, so. All right. <laughs> uh, switch number two pick, Julian. Okay. So, my number two pick happens to be by Founders as well, and it's the Rubeus. Huh. How about that? These are uh, definitely uh, both, uh, both these beers. So, I talked a little bit about some of the speculation that, you know, this beer was actually blended uh, with uh, Rubeus. So, um, this beer is also from Founders out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, the declared styles of fruit beer are Rattler. I think it's closer to a Rattler, mm-hmm. um, if I had to say. The ABV on this is 5.7%. Here's a bit of the description from Founders. 
Not another boring summer wheat beer or lemonade shandy. Rubius is founder's way to celebrate the season's warmest months, optimizing the flavor of fresh raspberries added at multiple stages during fermentation. This stunning berry red masterpiece is a perfect balance of sweet and tart. No question about it. It's a healthy malt bill at uh, uh, 5.7% ABV. So uh, a really great... uh, this uh, kind of shakes up a lot of choices, you know, kind of in that space. Because yeah. uh, I don't know anybody else has anything that's quite like this, you know, on the market as well. It definitely has a lot of raspberry. It does. Um, and this is something that I think a lot of girls would enjoy. You know, I know I'm a girl, but in the scheme of things, some girls are a favorite, afraid of trying something with flavor. And this is a great summer beer. And like I was telling you before, off um, before we started taping, this is something I could see the girls at the Iroquois <laughs> Which in is the summer. Uh, it's a steeplechase, a horse race uh, that's hosted in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's a big springtime event, much like the Kentucky Derby. It's hosted in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and lots of big hats, lots of beer. Yeah, well, the <laughs> lots girls of good are, times. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the girls are dressed in their finest, and if you want to do something a little different than a mint julep, then try this. Hmm. Personally, I would stick with a Mount Julep. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Mint Julep. Sorry, yeah. Mount, Mount Julep. Uh, <clears throat> and this one I give a four. A four. Wow, how about that? Well, uh, so we have uh, those uh, uh, part of Juliana's lineup here. We're going to take a quick segment break. We'll be right back. We'll pick up with Juliana as well as some more loving. Welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. It's the love hour here on this episode. Love is in the air. So uh, today we're talking about uh, several beers that have been infused with raspberry. And we are going through our top three picks. And Juliana's gone through a couple of hers. And now we're going to get to her number one choice. Yes. What's your number one love okay. there, Juliana? My Me? number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's the wrong button there, Dave. No, actually, that's the right button. <laughs> Ow. Um, no, the my favorite beer of this flight is by far the Raspberry Provincial. Mm. Mm. Of, of course. That's definitely a, a great beer. And, and part of it is, okay, so we all were lucky enough to go to um, GABF this past October, and... Um, I remember looking through the list, like, so the last day of the event, for those that have never been there, um, is the award ceremony. And if you get onto the, um, if you go to the convention early enough, you actually get a sheet which lists, you know, how everyone did first place, second place, third place. So if you don't go to the award ceremony, you can get to try, like, pretty much without a big line 
and try everything. Yep. That was our strategy. We're going to stick mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. No, no, totally. And so when I saw the Raspberry Provincial and then it plays first, I was like, oh my God, this is great. You know, we got to go over there. And we tried it like, what, three or four times? Yeah. And it was just absolutely amazing. So then the day after the festival, um, Dave and I took our the last part of our road trip up to Fort Collins and um we did a couple of brewery tours and we went to Funk Works and um we wanted to buy a bottle to take home. But no, alas, there was no bottle. Womp, we were very womp, sad. Womp. <laughs> so then I think we went to three other places to find mm-hmm. a bottle. Finally, the last place that we went to, while the uh, while well, Denver was playing, because of course this was a Sunday, and the man behind the counter was is an avid Denver fan and was watching the game, we were perusing the um, refrigerated section. And we see some funk works, but we don't see what we're looking for. And we asked the guy, and he's like, nah, I mean, it's gone, you know, GABF was announced, and people came in, and it's all over. We were oh so sad. But we still were looking around. And we were looking and looking, and we found a bottle of uh, one of the regular... Um, the regular provincial. Yeah, the regular provincial. We pulled that out to get that to take home, and then, oh, wait, not one, but what? Could there be two? Oh, my God. So, anyways, for the amount of effort that we made to get this beer, um, I'm so happy to have it here. And I, I, I seriously cannot get enough of this. This is my five. This is my beauty. Mm. <clears throat> Listen to the hang time. Give me another. Uh, and you're right. Uh, a really great beer. And uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, I think that would be one of the one of the things that might be a little more difficult with this beer is finding it. Yeah. Because... Um, uh, you know the fact that it's a declared Berliner Weiss. Um, I don't know how much of this they made, um, and I've not heard about another pat uh, patch, another batch that maybe have been made. You know since then. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think that uh, at least I'm noticing with some of the other beers that you know have meddled in the past that that six month window you know after they have metal they're like oh i had a winning formula i'm gonna go back and make another badge sure sure to cash in on that so um i suspect that if you can find funk works in your market then uh you definitely want to uh seek this out did you guys taste the regular provincial that day by any chance yes we did we've had it so uh is this is this really have a um huge raspberry presentation over the regular provincial i don't know if you can remember you know between the two so it it does i mean the thing is that the provincial is a really great berliner vice you know mm-hmm. just very traditional um and very dry this is just it's just enough raspberry mm-hmm. and you know what i'm wondering is is maybe they're waiting for that raspberry crop um, because to me, it was—it's it, a very organic raspberry flavor, as opposed to—I hate to say it—but the big luscious. For as great as that raspberry is, it looks—it it tastes a little artificial hmm. to me in comparison to this. So you know, maybe they're waiting for a really good crop to make this again. Huh. Well, uh, th- you know, definitely some great beers, and so uh, thanks for going through your picks there, Juliana. So. You know, 
beer and love <laughs> love and beer you know i can actually uh, blame about the vast majority of stupid decisions on the proximity of beer and love mm. <laughs> so i got to thinking i'm like you know so while we're in the middle of talking about these beers and love we should talk about some of the stupidest things that we've seen involving beer and love so uh dave how about it for you what's some of the stupidest things that you've seen involving beer and love well um probably the dumbest would be maybe the trojan war no i'm just kidding um <laughs> that was probably more mead mead and love i agree um, yes but more personally i had a friend in college we uh, went out drinking one night and he decided he was going to surprise his girlfriend by getting her name tattooed uh on him and so uh, a few days later, he surprised her with his, her name tattooed on him. And she surprised him by telling him that uh, she was breaking up with him. So, um, there you go. Oh, man, I totally love that. So. That's cool. See, I thought you were going to go and say... Well, he spelled it wrong. Or, you know, it was like Anne Marie, and she's like, no, it's two words. It's Anne, Anne yeah. Marie, you know, or something like yeah. that. Who the hell's Anne Marie? <laughs> yeah, right. My name's Amber. <laughs> I said put the put my girlfriend's name on it, not the tattoo artist's girlfriend's <laughs> name, my girlfriend's name. So, wow, yeah. got to love yeah. that. So, how did he fix it? Did he just go back and go, hey, man, can you just put a big strike right through it? You know, yeah. or, well, or just I think, put the word, uh, you know, some, I think some horrible put a, name next to it? I think he put... Uh, the, the B uh, word, a right four-letter word starting with F, <laughs> oh right above goodness. it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they never reconciled that you know that it. was it. Wow. Oh. wow, there you have it, folks. Beer and love and tattoos. That's definitely not a good combination in any shape or form. Love may <clears throat> love may not be permanent, but tattoos are. Uh, so you don't know the the type of beer that was involved in that uh, uh, in that cycle see, of events. If it was college, it was probably <laughs> Red Dog or something. Stella, maybe maybe if we were lucky with some Stella, that would that would be upscale. I would yeah. say you know yeah. for the measure of stupidity in that, I'm thinking it was a. Hallmark InBev yeah. products. You I, know. Ice House, you know, yeah. some one of those. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, yeah. you know. A, a malt liquor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely of some kind. Cold 45, baby. Yeah. Put her name right there. Well, it's a, it's a great story. All right, uh, Juliana, you're up next. What what story do you have involving beer and love and stupidity? Not in that order. <laughs> it was all of that. <laughs> and um, sadly, it happened to me. <laughs> So, um, is that where you got that tattoo? <laughs> yeah, no, um, this did not involve inking, no, but this did involve a hockey game. Mm. So, um, I, um, I grew up in the Northeast and I lived for a while in Buffalo, and um, I, I played hockey and been like a hockey fan, you know, since I was knee high to a grasshopper. So, I had an opportunity to go to Toronto to watch the Maple Leafs, which that in itself is hard to get a ticket. They were playing against the uh, New York Islanders and um 
I had a friend of a friend um, who was on um, the Islanders back office and I at the time was in love with Pierre Turgeon absolutely in love with this guy I just thought he she says that with a measure of swooning I know <laughs> I've now never seen it I'm not sure she's gotten over it Turgeon <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh. exactly so Ooh, the puck okay <laughs> So I, a friend in my, and myself, we were going to meet him after the game, and I was so excited. And it was my first time because um, I just moved. Is to... the word "slapshot" involved in the story at all? No. <laughs> okay. However, Molson Triple mm. X is involved in this story. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I'm nervous, and I'm drinking, and I'm drinking, and it was my first time having Molson Triple X, and I didn't realize the ABV on Molson Triple X. Duh, I should have. <laughs> However, okay. Why are there three X's on this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's because we lose it in Canada. <laughs> okay. I got flipping sloshed. Sloshed. My friend had to help me to the locker room, you know? So we're waiting for him patiently, and I'm all excited and I'm nervous. And I'm like, what the heck do I say to him? And oh my God, this is so cool. And I've got my jersey for him to autograph. And then I meet him. And then what does a girl that's had too much beer do? He threw up. <laughs> On his brand new shoes. Oh. <laughs> really good. I like that. I would say Dave's Dave's story definitely. Had, you know the fact that he took himself out of the out of the equation. Yeah. That that that's props. I mean yeah, that's like yeah. planning ahead. You decided to go for a personal story. You know. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Needless to say, though, besides him being sort of, you know, <laughs> um, grossed out by my little act, he did sign my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Way to barf on me, babe. <laughs> Always yours, Pierre. <laughs> How do you say puke in French? <laughs> <laughs> well, yuck. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Wow. Oh, well. I'm just disappointed you don't have pictures. But anyway. <laughs> Well, uh, the story I had involving beer and love is definitely, you know, um, weddings tend to bring out uh, a lot of people that don't drink on a routine basis mm. and it brings out the grand stupidity, you know, on, on a, you know, on a, on a scale that you don't always get to see, <laughs> you know, so any of those shows where they show, you know, America's, you know, videos and, you know, all these outtakes and stuff, it's always the weddings ones that where people are doing absolutely some of the stupidest stuff on a routine page, and they're not no, the normal idiots. You know, there's like normal idiots. These are people yeah. that are going, you know, w watch me jump off the roof and land on something. You know, those are, those are like normal idiots. I'm talking about Uncle Bob, you know, <laughs> Aunt Louisa, you know, getting hammered, you know, that they do like once every five years kind of thing go out and do the chicken dance yeah that's right yeah we're gonna get it on so at this particular wedding um let's just say that these folks were uh part of the southern heritage you know <laughs> and so uh -huh. um they decided at their reception what they were going to do is they were going to all have a common toast um very common thing and so they had arranged for the same tree of of champagne glasses that's kind of stacked up in a cascading pyramid 
so the one of the groomsmen gets up and he and so one groomsman is holding this keg of beer up on his shoulder, a half keg, <laughs> a corny keg, and the other guy has the hose, just like you would find at a at a frat party, yeah. and they are standing on top of this table and they are pouring bush beer down this cascade of these glasses, and it's just wow. it's starting to flow and stuff, and and all of a sudden you know it, it's just the the whole the whole thing starts rocking you know back and forth just a little bit because i mean the the keg is heavy you know yeah, and yeah. and they're standing like about eight feet in the air trying to pull off this acrobatic move and i'm like hmm wow i'm betting uh, 50 bucks that uh one of the bridesmaids gets hosed in the middle of this you know somehow some way <clears throat> well I have to say that they actually pulled it off. I mean, there was there was bush beer everywhere. <laughs> it was in the glasses. It was on the table. It was on the floor. It was all on the kids. That were you know they were like cool puddles. Let's go jump in it, you know, and stuff. <laughs> they're like, come on, grandma, let's let's jump in the puddles of beer. <laughs> and I mean, it just reeked in that room. And I was like, oh man, this is you know truly a, a proud moment for this family. And. Uh, yeah, they ended up uh, pulling off the glasses, and you, you know, I'm, there. You would think that there would be a really good punchline here, where all the glasses fall on Grandma, you know, or there's a tattoo artist in this story, but there isn't. Um, it's just this picture of these guys with this corny keg suspended eight feet in the air <laughs> pouring bush beer down a cascade of glasses it was absolutely probably one of the stupidest things you know that i'd seen wow. and what's and really sad is is that they actually planned the whole event and thought about it in advance oh wow and i keep on thinking about how 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 did that conversation go down you know it's like they're sitting on the couch you know about three months before the wedding and they're going uh hey um yo uh mark i got the best idea and uh, you don't like champagne so what we're gonna do is we're gonna be stacking a whole thing of glasses and we're gonna be pouring bush uh, beer i mean high quality bush beer <laughs> the side of this thing what would it, be it's, the, gonna, it's gonna look so cool yeah. lisa's gonna love it man she's just gonna think she's gonna be in love with you she's still gonna look this whole thing and all that beer flowing down and all our family's going yeah that's classy i like that <laughs> you know and they're like i don't know i don't know hand me three or four more beers until this the, until this idea actually sounds good <laughs> enough so I mean, it's just you know Anyway, uh, definitely uh, some of the crazier things that I've seen uh, done with uh, beer and love, uh, wow. for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, I think it's about time for us to take another quick break uh, here, and we're going to come back. We're going to listen to some more love music, and then we're going to hear all about uh, good old boy Mike's top three picks as well. We'll be right back. Stay right here with you. 
Hey, you didn't get lost on that radio dial. You're back at Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Love is in the air. We're talking all about raspberry beers today on this episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On this Suds segment, we're going through a series of beers and our top three picks. And along the way, we're having some fun. So we're down to good old boy Mike and uh, my top three picks here. And I have a comment on a fourth one. So how about that? Ooh, almost <clears throat> like me. Yeah, you wow. guys have actually talked about all these beers, so this should go uh, pretty quick. So, um, you know, I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about was the Rubius. Uh, so the Founders Rubius. Um, you know, the tasting notes I had around this was that I thought that it sweet was the thing I wrote down twice. I wrote down um, it was uh, sweet forward, and it had a sweet finish on it. Um, and I thought that it was actually doing the the aspect of sweetness in a raspberry justice um and i actually uh I, I thought this beer kind of stood out you know in this particular lineup just because how sweet it was we had a mm-hmm. lot of things that i would consider probably more tart mm-hmm. or sour um this is probably moves towards that space of sweet i loved your description of saying this is a good chick beer and i think rattlers in general tend to have you know several aspects of that you know the fact that this is uh actually 5.7 percent alcohol is a little bit uh heavy for what i would say a traditional rattler i think most yeah. of the other rattlers i know are probably around four maybe like three eight uh, maybe even lower than that uh, where they really tend to concentrate on flavor than really the presentation of you know the the alcohol you know that's really present in it as well so, but uh, I did think it was a good beer. It is not in my top three, but I did want to talk about it. I gave this a, a three, a such rating of three. Ah, uh, what a relief. <clears throat> and I'm glad it was in this lineup. My number three pick was uh, one of the same things that uh, you guys have already talked about, which is the other Founders beer, which is uh, the Backstage Series number 11, Big Luscious. Mm. And uh, don't... don't uh, don't make the mistake of spelling luscious the way that it should be spelled. <laughs> so this is lush os l u s h i i o u s. So a lot of people when I uh, was talking about, it, they were like, "Oh, you spelled it wrong." And I'm like, "I didn't spell it wrong." <laughs> you know, here's the label, it man. <laughs> you know, so um, I don't know. Maybe that was Bubba's day in the back going, "Hey, man, I spell luscious l u s h i o u s." Put it on the label. Uh, so. Um, You know, I guess the thing about this beer is I really thought that it was doing a good job of presenting everything that was on the label, much like the way that you were describing the John Paul Jones, um, you know, kitchen sink in a a glass. Um, I really thought that this beer was doing a good job of presenting uh, a lot of things, even though they were independent. I thought that they were blending very well together. So... um, I wrote down that it had a sweet raspberry kind of start on it. There was a lot of chocolate there. But if I had to say that if I had to pick a Valentine's Day and a glass, this would be it. This had everything there that you are looking for, at least with these flavor profiles. The <clears throat> the stout elements were there, and the, the chocolate uh, was more on the sweet side. It wasn't really more on the cocoa you know, bitter nibs, you know, right, kind of element right, right, you know, right, side right. of the equation. And I thought the raspberry was very well balanced with this. Um, I still don't know if this is blended or made. I'm, I'm not really quite sure. No, it really isn't. Um, and I have a lot of respect for great blended beers. Yes. I mean, we've had some oh, sure. really fabulous, you know, blended beers, you know, yeah. on the show. 
So uh, I definitely would say don't pass this up. My SEDS rating for this is also a three. I forgot to mention in advance, I am not a fan of raspberry. So um, it's a little difficult for me to kind of get through you know, some of these and go, oh, yeah, I really love raspberry. I can't wait for the next one. <clears throat> Maybe uh, next time I'm in a beer judging contest, I'm going to go, yep, don't vegetal, no. Raspberry, no. <laughs> so fruit beer, no. So, uh, Only the chili beers for Mike. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no chili beers. Absolutely. <clears throat> I don't, I don't protest the next uh, beer judge. I have to do that. All right. <clears throat> My number two pick is going to be the Firestone Walker Breda Rosé. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a really great beer. Uh, the tasting notes I had around this were it just had the right raspberry tart. I don't know how to explain what that is that... <clears throat> I think that there are a lot of things that you could just have any tart element to it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like a lemon tart or a strawberry tart. I guess to me, when I was having this, I was like, well, that's the right tart for a raspberry. You know, that's, that's really when you think about a raspberry, you know, that's kind of the way that it, it really should taste. So mm-hmm. there was a there's an element of balance between sweetness and tartness, but there's a certain style of tartness that you're going after here as well. I love the Barrel Works series from uh, Firestone Walker. They're really making a lot of innovative things in the entire line through the Barrel Works series. I'm really glad we we had this today. My sedge rating for the Breda Rosé from Firestone Walker is a four. Uh, uh, uh. <clears throat> body should really not make that sound. So uh, the last beer uh, that we have to talk about. Hang on a second. Let me turn the lights down low here. <laughs> Get in the mood, babe. Get I gotta in the get mood. in the mood for this Take last one here. It's time to talk about Good Old Boy Mike's number one pick in the raspberry lineup here. <clears throat> All right, so I picked the Funk Works Raspberry Provincial. Nice. How about that? A big uh, surprise there as well. So uh, my tasting notes around the Funk Works uh, Raspberry Provincial uh, is that it's smooth, it's balanced, it's tart, it's sweet. It's actually just the right amount of raspberry. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I love good Berliner Weiss. I, you know, Berliner Weiss is one of those things that it's so simple, I think you could actually screw it up so easily. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Um, <clears throat> and actually, because we, we don't actually 
enjoy Berliner Weiss tr- as you would in traditionally in in uh, in Belgium with a fruit compote. Usually, is what it's blended with right there at the table. Um, so I love the fact that we have a style of Berliner Weisses that are being made that actually are flavor infused, mm-hmm. and that's what I really like about this beer. Is it's a really good Berliner Weiss that happens to have really good elements of raspberry in it. Um, and the raspberry is not overpowering the traditional Berliner Weiss in it as well. And so it's just this really great, you know, wonderful harmony going on. <clears throat> I would say that this particular beer is what I would uh, describe as a full-blown sour. So I would say if somebody doesn't mm. like traditional sour beers, which Berliner Weiss is a traditional sour beer, yeah. Then um, I would say if you're looking for something that's that sweet chocolate, you know, kind of experience, go for the big luscious. I think if you want a very well-made beer, um, and you're a bit of a connoisseur about enjoying sour beers, don't pass up the opportunity. If you see this on a shelf, should grab a bottle of this. I really don't know how easily I could, you know, talk that up because. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't let this kind of drift by. <clears throat> Pick something well to go with it. You know, this does not have any chocolate element to it at all. I would say this is a really good beer to pair with uh, some other, with something else that may have some chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, just a really fabulous beer from Funkworks Raspberry Provincial. My such rating is five for this. Nice. And this is one of those two fabulous bottles that <clears throat> Juliana and Dave found that day. So I'm really glad that we go. got to enjoy it here on this particular episode. So, guys at Funkworks, if you have any left over, send another bottle on over so we can enjoy it. Send two. <clears throat> well, we've had a great time uh, uh, talking about uh, a lot of great beers. And there are a couple of beers that we haven't talked about. And I don't want to pass up the opportunity to just kind of uh, chat about a couple of these. Um so uh the one beer we didn't talk about that i know of is we didn't talk about the dark horse right uh beer so what do you guys think about this and it didn't make any of our top three at all i um i don't know there was something off in the flavor um i didn't really get raspberry um it almost had sort of a hay kind of flavor i don't know if it was a sort of a vegetative thing or something but uh, i didn't really like it that much what was your such rating i gave it a two a two Hmm. which is was that a belch um some of my tasting notes on this were uh the first thing i wrote down and actually said it out loud is is this a raspberry cider (laughs) so um and i think there was a bitterness in the beer as well um it definitely i don't know I don't know what they were aiming for, but it definitely didn't work, at least in this lineup, uh, for sure. I just, you know, was, um, even if they were going for a raspberry cider, I didn't I didn't enjoy it very much. Um, I gave this a two as well. Was that a belch? Juliana, what do you think about the Dark Horse raspberry? Yeah, I have the same opinion, um, you know, echoing from both of you. It was, I mean, the color was off. The color was very Pale. blonde yeah. in the scheme of things. You know, so I'm wondering, did they not add enough raspberries? Did they feel like they, you know wanted to be subtle about it but at the same time i don't even know what that base is 
You know what I mean? Is that a wheat beer gone awry? Is that a pale? I I don't know. I I'm just really confused about that beer mm. a lot, and um, and I gave it a two myself just because I, I couldn't oh. put a handle on what it was I was really tasting. But vegetative, that's a that's a really good word because I, I really feel that there was something funky going on. <clears throat> well, I don't think I chimed in uh, when we talked about the Brew Rebellion, John Paul Jones, you know, stout, white chocolate, raspberry. <laughs> With mint. With mint and whipped cream. Um, <laughs> you know, um, this beer just did not do it for me. Um, uh, you know, I think what the thing that was missing for me is... Where was the white chocolate? You know, it just really tasted like a a bit of a tart stout. Um, oh, and really? I don't know. Okay. It just it tasted like kind of a mess on the palate. I don't know if I was just kept on reading, you know, the description. And I was waiting for everything else, but no, it didn't do it for me. My set rating for that was a two as well. Mm. <clears throat> but uh, a lot of other great beers from uh, Brewer uh, Rebellion, um, but this one just... Uh, just didn't strike me as as something that I really enjoyed as well. Any other beers that you guys wanted to chat about? I think thanks to uh, Juliana's top six, we, <laughs> we've covered. We pretty much hit it. Hit it all. Yeah. Uh, you think the uh, the Rodenbach caricature is going to make it in the market? God, I hope so. You know, because a Rodenbach itself is a very um, prestigious brewery. You know, and for those that really love the extraordinarily sour, tart beers, you know, that's like pretty much one of the golden standards. I I think this one is very approachable. I hope they continue to make something like this because what a great combination of fruits in this. You know, I wouldn't have thought. I would never put cranberry in it. Right. Yeah. With cherries. I mean, come on. A cranberry itself is so. Tart bomb. Yeah, exactly. You know, that it almost can lend itself to a real, like to a bad vinegary taste as opposed to that vinegar taste that we love about some of those Rodenbach beers. Yeah. So me personally, like I'm going to get another bottle of this because I really like the flavor. I I really, Mm. really do. And, um, you know, granted this is like a sipping beer but you know not something that you're going to chug down but what a it's a beautiful beer it I really it. is yeah. i'd like to know what the you know if maybe they played with the proportions of the three fruits you know like maybe it was more raspberry and then cherry and then cran you know just a little bit of cranberry to add some character but uh, t- it kind of struck me as more cranberry. Yeah, flavor. I was going to say, yeah. I, I tasted a lot of cranberry in it. That's and I was like, flavor, wow, though. this is cool. You know, yeah. it's it's certainly unexpected and not something um, that you would see every day. But it's it's done really well. Well, I just took another uh, taste of the uh, Raspberry Provincial. So we're going to wrap this show up. <laughs> <laughs> so so we can empty the bottle. Oh, that's <laughs> that's for bottle. sure. That's right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us for today. Thanks to all of our listeners here at Sips, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio stations are always expanding, and they're always looking for love. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. (laughs) There he is. His delayed cue. If you'd like to hear this loveless song on your favorite radio station, 
send them a big old box of chocolates and a couple of bottles of that big luscious beer and tell them I want good old boy Mike said for the world. I take, sent you that way take it all off <laughs> <laughs> I break out the you. wallets donate some money to that nice radio station I don't they're gonna love you forever no pennies involved Definitely, uh, we appreciate wow. all the contact you have with our terrestrial radio station. We love to hear from you. We really do. And you can reach out to us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com is our email. Dave has his own fan mail. Dave the Lover. <laughs> his, uh, his email address is leave the cork in at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Hit me up. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. At Sip, Suds, and Smokes is our handle on Twitter. Our Facebook page is definitely buzzing with lots of news. Listen, do us a favor. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Take the time to rate this episode online. That really is a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I definitely want to thank my lovers here at the table. Good old gal, Juliana. Thank you for being here. Love is definitely in the air today. <laughs> Everyone out there, I love the one you're with and have a great Valentine's Day. Dave, thanks for joining us. Make love, not war. And if you can't make love, drink a beer. <laughs> well, thanks uh, for joining us once again. This is good old boy Mike asking you to come back and join us and ask you to keep on sitting. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the Dude in the Basement Studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.